This is the Books Podcast presented by Tim Haig. My personal attitude as far as paying for sex, you're just another unattractive folder guy. A humorous story about loneliness. I ask you, gentlemen of the jury, is this the kind of book you'd like your wives and servants to read? Today we're going to talk about a first novel, which is God Bless Cambodia by Randy Ross, who is joining us by Skype from Boston. Where do we find you, Randy? Uh, well, actually, I'm on the top floor of a uh, condo building, and they're putting in a new roof. So if you hear some banging and tearing and scratching and pounding and maybe some screaming if somebody falls off the roof, uh, that's what's going on. This uh, this is a first novel, isn't it? This is uh, your, your your first published uh, fiction? Yes. Yeah, I was an um, editor for a computer magazine for 15 years. I got laid off in 2007. Uh, I took a trip around the world, had a rotten, miserable time. But uh, during my trip, I kept a blog. And when I got back uh, with the help of you know writing classes and writing groups, uh, it took me eight years, but I uh, turned it into a novel and... Uh, and the publisher bought it. Well, that's question one answered, because I was going to point out that this is a novel about a, a Jewish man from Boston who was a, yes. editing a computer magazine, got laid off, and then did all of that stuff that you just said. I'm going to take a punt on this one. It's an autobiographical novel, then, is it? Um, uh, it's inspired loosely, loosely, loosely by actual events. So the, the, the three things uh, that are true in the novel uh is yes i i worked for a computer magazine i got laid off i took a trip around the world and i went to some naughty massage parlors in cambodia uh the rest of the stuff is pretty much made up oh well i we, we'll talk about the uh bits that are made up and and, <laughs> and and the similarities um this is very much a travel book it's a travel novel uh, but it's pretty much the antidote to those um travel writers you know the eric newbies and the paul theroux isn't it this is a, a sort of misery memoir of yes traveling. yes this this is kind of the anti eat pray love i mean most of these other books people take a trip you know take these exotic trips and they have a great time and they meet all these nice people uh in my book they meet uh, miserable horrible people the narrator has a rotten miserable time um, but the the book, I mean, it, the plot is a travel book, but it's basically a, a a humorous story about loneliness. I mean, that that's that's the gist of the book is uh, coming to grips with loneliness. You know, when you're of a certain age, when you're over forty, you know, uh, your life ex life situation is different. You know, there's by an amazing coincidence, Randy, uh, your protagonist's name is. Randy, uh, Randy Burns in the book, just to distance it a little bit from the, the prototype. Um, I loved his life in Boston. We start off in Boston where he lives and uh, we flash back to that quite a lot as well. Um, and and I, found, I found that very, I almost thought that was, you know, there was a novel just there, even if he didn't leave town. Uh, did you ever think about that? Yeah, well, actually, um, I'm writing a sequel and the sequel is a love story, but most of it takes place uh, in in Boston. So, I mean, one one of the issues with with uh, God Bless Cambodia was yeah was uh, working the travel stuff with the with with the backstory. 
I thought the backstory was was extremely well done. Actually, I liked oh, I liked you. the way you filleted it in, and it's very funny. Um, there are. There are sort of elements of uh, like Nick Hornby with uh, yeah. with lists of things. Uh, you, you know, bless like... your heart. Bless you. I love <laughs> Nick Hornby. Thank you. <laughs> I love the way in chapter one he he tops up the days in the week when going around the world seems like a good idea, and then he compares that with the number of days when it doesn't seem like a good idea, and it it, it comes out ahead. So he says, "Well, I'll go." Um, that's that's a, a sort of fatalistic attitude to traveling. Uh, yeah, well, especially if you're someone like this, the character in the book who d- doesn't like to leave his uh, four-inch pillow-top uh, mattress. Which rather begs the question of why he might. Um, I, 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 having, having read the book, I, I have a, an insight into the mindset that prompts him to go off on what for him is, is a, a tortuous journey. But perhaps you could fill us in a bit on what might make a, a, a middle-aged man who, who loved his own space decide to go, let's, let's just top them up. He goes to Venezuela, Greece, South Africa, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Australia. Uh, so what, what makes Randy Burns decide that he's going to do that? Um, I mean, part of it's desperation. Uh, he's lost his job. He's, not, he's got no girlfriend. Um, and then uh, he reads one of these, you know, chirpy travel books. He's in the travel section of the local Barnes and Noble bookstore, and he's reading all these, you know, all these travel books about what a great time he's going to have. And in particular, he finds a, a, a book, uh, a travel book written specifically for uh, single middle-aged guys. And the author is someone. The author of that book is someone who, you know, he's overweight. He's balding. Uh, not particularly attractive, and in the in the book, there's a uh, a, cu- a photo of him with this some some beautiful young woman. So uh, on one you know on one hand, the narrator's like, well, you know, if this guy can do it, I can do it. Well, that's that's one of the themes in 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 the book, isn't it? That uh, uh, th- there are places where having a a Western passport and Western reserves of money make uh, a middle aged fat guy uh, attractive. A celebrity, yes. You're you're Tom Cruise. You're you're Nick Hornby. You're 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 a celebrity just by being a Western guy, which is kind of different from what what you experience in a big city in the West, where you're just another unattractive uh, older guy. And uh, which uh, Randy Burns is certainly feeling. He's he's got a he's got a spreadsheet on his computer of all the women he's ever dated. But you, you make it very clear that it's been a while since he made an entry, as it were. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very clever. Um, I, I love, I love the uh, the spreadsheet as well. That that was funny, and I, I loved, I loved the the flashbacks to to his girlfriends, especially the mad one, um, uh, the, you, you know, uh, Ricky. Um, yes. Who I I I was going to say I fell in love with her. No, I, I don't <laughs> think I especially want to meet her. But I fell in love with your <laughs> depiction of. Her. In fact, I'll tell you what. Um, have you got a copy of the book there? Um, there's I, a reading. I do. On page 223, if you could give us a, like a half page, that gives us a lovely snapshot of not only of uh, Ricky, but of uh, Randy and his problems with women. Okay. The night Ricky and I got back together after our first breakup, she made me dinner and served my favorite beer. During dessert, she leaned over and whispered into my ear, Daddy, Can you loan your baby $100 for contact lenses? Ricky was a terrible credit risk. A month earlier, 
she had maxed out her charge cards and began swapping the balances to banks that offered interest-free deals. And she continued to shop. This is my take-no-prisoners number, she'd say, modeling an Armani jacket for me. Is there any more beer, I asked. Don't be so cheap. I'll pay you back next week. Like when? Exactly, like when? Like next Monday, high noon. I'll stop by your office. Here, you can check my credit scores. She pulled up her tank top. Her breasts were orange halves with dusky nipples the size of figs. Perfect size, perfect shape. And I often told her so. I lent her the money. Yeah, and of course, she's not responsible with it. One of one of the things that that passage does is it it, it does it make, makes clear that the uh, that sex is a, a sort of present um, thing in the book. Not not that Randy's getting very much, but he thinks about it all the time. As you know, uh, sort of men of his age, he's forty eight, isn't he? Um, yes. And of course, one of the purposes of of going on the trip is to um, hook up. It, it, it's therefore a bit odd that, uh, you know, a, a, as a sex tourist, he's terrified of all the women he meets because they might be diseased or they might, there might be something wrong with them. And on the flight to South Africa, for instance, there's one who's got a great mouth, great hair, great figure, no wedding band, 50, age appropriate, flying alone. What's wrong with her? And, you know, Randy's got this problem with actually going, going for the sex. Uh, yeah, well, he has all these neuroses that prevent him from getting... What what he really wants, which is a, a relationship or sex or, or 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 a lot of things in life. So you know, this is like this. A lot of people, most people are like this. I mean, this was the definition of a neuroses is something that prevents you from getting uh, getting what you want or asking for what you want. And um, also the na the name. So when I was writing the book, um, I mean, during my trip, you know, I went to South Africa and. In the U.S., it's not a big deal, but yeah, South Africa and the U.K., Randy means horny. <laughs> yes, so that's does. why, I, you know, when I was looking for a name for the character, I was like, you know, that, my, my first name is, is perfect. Although Randy has, um, has his neuroses and his, his reticence about, about sex and, uh, and keeps trying to hook up and, and, and either failing because the women turn him down or because he, he uh, is frightened of the women, there's, there's, um, there's a sort of, there is a much, a slightly serious theme about the a cavalier attitude to sex, especially when we get out to the Far East where we meet several men who are, you know, Randy equivalents, who have pretty, pretty women, um, you know, the, uh, um, what, what did we call them? Uh, for the, oh, money honey. We call them a money yes. honey at one point. Uh, okay. okay uh, yeah. And this, this, um, this is a slightly more serious theme because there is a question there about, about the attitude to uh, sex and to women that, that uh, Randy and, and his, his contemporaries are displaying. And I wondered where you come there, where you come in there, if it's... Uh... I mean, you talk about my, my personal attitude as far as paying for sex? Well, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you're uh, prepared <laughs> to talk about it, yeah. How, how would you feel about that if, if, it, uh, if it came up? Um, I, I don't... I, I Personally, I think it should be legalized in the U.S. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it uh, from a moral standpoint. 
Um, the, the thing that surprised me, so I went on this trip and I, I did some of this stuff. I'd never done it before. Um, and then I came back and I'm talking to, you know, a lot of my friends and one by one, they, they started revealing the fact that, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I've done, you know, so, it, you know, it, 70% of them had paid for sex and some of, you know, some of them were married and had kids and, you know, lived normal suburban lives. But I think most men have paid for sex in one form or another at some point in their lives. And I, this was kind of, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of naive because I, I, I didn't know, you know, I knew some people that did and it wasn't, you know, that big a deal. It wasn't something that I was going to do. And then um, I did it and then I started talking about it and I realized that all these other guys had done it. So, so it's just kind of a revelation that this isn't, you know, is it moral? Is it not moral? Uh, I'm not, I'm not the person to ask. You know, I, I, I have no business giving out moral advice. And that was the, the, the thing I was trying to get across in the book. You know, people do this. People don't do this. It's their own choice. Um, I'm not making any any uh, moral judgments on it. And certainly in the book, Randy is um, is uh, quite uh, ha- comfortable with it when when the other guys are doing it. And uh, he, he's comfortable with the idea of paying for sex, even though he's frightened of the. Of well, he's, con- he's, con- he's conflicted until until there's a beautiful woman sitting on his lap. And then suddenly it's, you know, all, all this moral stuff goes out the window. You, I mean, you could talk all. Oh, yeah, this that would be a terrible thing. And sex trafficking, blah, blah, blah. And then. Uh, Suddenly, there's a beautiful woman sitting on your lap who's friendly and interested. And uh, yeah, okay, this, I, this may not be the best thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Many people would think it was exploitative. I, you know, that again, that's that's a that's a uh, a moral judgment that yeah, I'm, I'm not qualified to make that. I, I'm just uh, I would I, I was kind of reporting what I saw, and um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that. Don't worry about it. We need to talk about the travel book that uh, <laughs> that Randy finds, which is which actually becomes a character within your novel. Um, it, it's not a real one, is it? You made it up. I made it up. Yeah. Um, it's 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 wonderfully vivid and um, marvelously uh, unreliable, <laughs> and yes. um, and very funny. Yeah, this is the fictitious travel book written for middle-aged guys that he buys at the bookstore. And in, in the book itself, uh, the, the author says, hey, if you, if, you, if you buy this book and you take the trip, come visit me, I'll show you a good time. You, um, you, you, you part, another of these sort of Nick Hornby things that you do is you, you, you've got, you filleted out a, a book that, that Randy's writing in his head called The Chronic uh, Singles Handbook. Which uh, again is very funny, with with you know little, little sort of filleted chapters there that uh, that he feel you feed into the book. Um, is this one that could could possibly be a <laughs> a sequel? Oh, that that's it. Well, actually, the name of so I, I have a uh, one man show that's based on the book, and that one man show is called the Chronic Singles Handbook. Uh, actually, that that was one of the titles. I so the you know the publisher gets to choose the title they want. So one mm. of the titles I submitted for, you know, because I sent, you know, I sent them a couple ideas, and one of them was the Chronic Singles Handbook, and the publisher thought that was too negative. Really? So yeah, they and came got, up. I, God bless Cambodia would be. <laughs> really? uh, that's yeah. So that was uh, you know they bought the book that they get to choose. So there there were two titles I suggested. One was the Chronic Singles Handbook, which was the name of which is the name of my one man show, and the other title was the Loneliest Planet. You know, a takeoff on Lonely Planet. Uh huh. 
Um, and See, then, I think yeah. those. I think those are both good titles. I thought I they were like great it. titles. But, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the you know this this press has been around for thirty five years, so they they know better than yeah, I. They know so what they, you're, they're, they're doing. Like, you do have yeah. a very nice turn of phrase. It's it's very funny. Lots of funny. I'm only to quote one at you. Uh, you 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 say of your car, not your car, Randy's car. He says in six months. My Civic will be old enough to drink and buy cigarettes. <laughs> we, I think we all know that car. In fact, some of yes. us have owned that car. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, Randy, I hope you'll come and talk to us about the sequel when, when that's ready. Uh, for the moment, thank you very much. Oh, Tim, this has been great. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And the book, we'll say again, it's God Bless Cambodia. It's published by Permanent Press. It's uh, $29.95 uh, in the States. At our, at, our, at our end, over the, uh, this side of the pond, we'd need to go to Amazon because I don't think it's in our shops. And of course, there's an ebook available on Amazon as well, isn't there? Yes, and it's uh, $9.99. Oh, a bargain. A bargain. Randy, thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. That was the Books Podcast with Tim Haig. The Books Podcast is produced by Green Shoot. You can find out more at www.green-shoot.com and Tim can be contacted on tim at green-shoot.com.